Welcome to the Austin Gardener with Cheryl McLaughlin on News Radio KLBJ. Call Cheryl now with your questions about gardening or landscaping at 512-836-0590, pound 590 on your wireless, or toll-free 1-877-590-KLBJ. Hey, good morning, everyone. Dang, it's going to be hot again this week. Well, I didn't get any of that rain that kind of floated through here. When was it? Friday? I hope y'all did, but... um, it looked like it was going to rain a lot, and then it didn't. Or maybe that was Thursday. I don't know. Hey, I'm Cheryl McLaughlin. This is the Austin Gardener. And I would encourage you to check out KevinWoodLandscapes.com. That's the website. And see about uh, getting help with any projects you might need, specializing in native Texas plants, organic methods, Lighting, irrigation, construction projects, all that kind of stuff. Um, it, it can all be done for you if it works out. And you got to give people a little lead time, you know, with all landscapers. We're busy, busy. And it takes a while to do a good design and turn things around. But today, let's talk about y'all and what's going on with your plants, your garden, what have you. If you'd like to join the show, 512-836-0590. Now, that is a call or text number. And we also have a toll-free line, 877-590-5525. So, again, 512-836-0590. Call or text. And uh, I guess this time of year, basically, you're just trying to survive, right? A lot of stuff has been through the first blush of bloom, like salvia gregiis, and even my favorite, Henry Duhlberg salvia uh, farinacea, is looking very faded and pale. So it may be time to just kind of deadhead those things a little bit, cut them back slightly, you know, maybe cut off the dead blooms and... You'll get another bloom. You'll get many more blooms out of both of those, really. Um, And I heard Jeff talking about uh, flame acanthus. Mine is in full bloom, just crazy beautiful. Uh, And it does spread. And, you know, he was talking earlier about how Turk's cap had become a problem for him and other native plants um, that, you know, do spread at will. When they get happy, they spread because, I mean, that's the beauty of them. My suggestion, though... And this is something we always think about when we're designing landscapes is think about the area where you're going to put them. And if you have the room, give them a whole bed. Let them run through the whole bed. Um, You know, if you have a good shady bed area, like I do on my side yard, that's where all my Turk's cap and beauty berries are just thriving. They love it there. And, of course, hummingbirds love the Turk's cap, and they love the... Uh, flame acanthus too they really uh, go for that plant so some of my other stuff is like my lantanas don't they're not really blooming right now Um, so yeah it's an up and down thing the first flush of bloom you don't really have to cut them back I like to cut back salvia gregii because it gets those little sticks all over it and it just didn't cute anymore you know and it's just trying to make seeds. So if you just whack an inch or so of the green off and all those little sticks, you can do it any old way, really. You don't have to do it like branch 
her branch, it'll come right back and bloom even better for you. So, uh, yeah, if you have any questions about that kind of stuff, please feel free to call again, 512-836-0590. And I've heard a lot of talk this morning about getting rid of ligustrums, getting rid of privets on the text line, and I heard Jeff talking about it using stump killer. But you know what else you can do? You cut those things flush with the ground, pile a bunch of dirt on top of them, soil. For those of you who don't like me to say dirt, you can pile a bunch of soil on top of them, several inches of soil. That will also help rot the stumps a lot quicker. Um, so just that's kind of a real organic way to do it instead of having to buy the, the stump stuff. So, um Okay, so again, 512-836-0590. Let's see if there's any text here we need to talk about. Uh, oh, yeah, the Anisacanthus. Somebody sent those pictures in. Super pretty, talking about cutting one of them back and letting the other one go. And, of course, the one he cut back is a little shorter, but it looks a lot tighter. Okay, let's see here. Is there an indoor plant that really eliminates all mold? All? Jeff says no. Uh, much of the dust and mold, yes. Here's a good list. Huh, I don't know that list. Uh, you can grow peppercorns, but they are tropical plants. They need to stay above 50 degrees, and it can take several years for them to produce peppercorns. Yeah, I remember seeing... Um, peppercorn plants in Costa Rica when we were down there. We toured a farm, and then they had pepper vines all over the place. It was super interesting. Um, good morning, Miss McLaughlin. What did you just say the hummingbirds love? They love Turk's cap, and they love the flame acanthus, also known as anisacanthus, also known as Texas firecracker bush. It's got a bunch of names, but they're tubular orange flowers, and they're so pretty. Really hardy, hardy, hardy. And I've got mine planted next to a, a volunteer Esperanza. So when you drive up, you see that beautiful yellow blooms of the Esperanza, and then right in front of it is the, uh, the big old Anisacanthus bush just in full bloom. So that that's a, a fun thing to drive up to. But, yeah, hummingbirds like... A lot of our native plants, they like salvias of all kinds. They like, uh, they love shrimp plant, which isn't native, but I love a shrimp plant. Uh, they love um, verbena even. I've seen them use verbena. Uh, they, they'll just go for any, anything with a tubular flower. They love the, like the blue, black and blue salvias, um, any of those. So... It's always fun to have a uh, hummingbird and butterfly plants. Oh, you know what their favorite, the hummingbird's favorite plant in Texas is? It's another salvia. It's called salvia coccinea. And it's also known as tropical sage. And you, it, that, now that'll reseed like crazy. So you got to put it in a, a nice shady area where you got plenty of room for it to spread. And I like the original red one. It also comes in pink and white but the red one 
is um, the original color, and I love that tropical salvia. It's native. It's not. I don't. They call it tropical for reasons I don't understand. Uh, maybe it just looks tropical to some people, but salvia coccinea. You you be, should be able to find that at any of the locally owned nurseries that carry native stuff. Uh, and you put that out there. In fact, you can put it out by seed. And, and I always say $2 worth of seed is a, a lifetime supply. Okay, 512-836-0590. Call or text. Ooh, somebody sent in a beautiful picture uh, of carrots. We added these garden carrots to a chicken soup we make those are beautiful uh carrots who knew right i know you can grow them here but i've i've never done it but these are very pretty 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 carrots yep that's a great idea okay what do you guys want to talk about water i finally turned on the irrigation system and it's uh, it's barely making a difference, to be honest with you. I I've got lots of pokeweed that started volunteering in my yard about three years ago. No idea where it came from, but it was under an oak tree, so it probably came up from birds. But it's uh, I love that stuff, but man, is it wilting? And I just I, even when I water, it doesn't seem to respond very well. So the water must not be getting to it. Okay, time for the first break. If you guys want to join in, 512-836-0590. Call or text, and we'll be right back. Welcome to the Austin Gardener with Cheryl McLaughlin on News Radio KLBJ, 590 AM and 99.7 FM. Okay, we are back, and if, uh, if you didn't hear that, I'll say those uh, numbers again. If you want to call or text, use... 512-836-0590. And we also have that toll-free long-distance line, which is 877-590-5525. Okay, so we got a uh, text here. Let's see. Uh, a couple of them. Um, let me go back to that first one. Okay, it says here... Um, Hi, Cheryl. Oh, and he sent me a picture. I have a, I lost a 20-year-old live oak in the 2020 freeze in front of our house, west-facing. What would you recommend? Want some shade for the lawn and the house ASAP? Well, uh, you know, if you want to go back with an oak, I would definitely go with, like, the Mexican white oak, also called Monterey oak. Uh, they're pretty fast-growing, and you can get big ones. Uh, so if you don't want to wait forever, you can get one of them. Also, a red oak would be nice. I don't know where y'all live, but um, a Texas red oak or a Schumard red oak, either one of them would be good. Um, a real fast-growing native tree is Texas ash. But like all ashes, <clears throat> it's got a lot of surface roots, and that may not be highly desirable for you. Now, if you want to big fast growing tree uh you could get a cottonwood get the male one cottonless cottonwood but they get so big i don't know if you want one that big in your yard uh, a standard native cherry laurel 
would also be really fast growing. Now, there's a compact cherry laurel, and it only gets about eight feet or six to eight feet. But if you want a full-size tree, go with the original standard cherry laurel. Um, so I think those are some good ideas. If anybody else has some better ideas, you can go to the growgreen.org website. And that is, uh, it's got a lot of the popular trees for this area. It'll have pictures of them, um, including, you know, things like the Monterey Oak we talked about. Monterey is a trade name. So most places are just going to call it Mexican White Oak. But it's one of my favorite trees. Also, Chinkapin Oak is another good oak tree for this area. Um, so let's see here. So hopefully... That helps you. Let's see. Here's another text. Um, let me see if that's... Okay. Yeah, I saw this. Um, my friend has this growing in his yard in Braunfels. I asked Jeff if he could identify it, and he could not. Nor was he confident even making a guess. Can you identify it? Phil, I don't know what that is. It's interesting because the leaf looks like it could be um, a similar leaf to a geranium and a cucumber, but that little white bloom doesn't look like either of them. Uh, is it a viney kind of thing or just a bushy kind of thing? If it's a viney kind of thing, it could be a, um, a type of ivy that blooms. I want to say Swedish ivy, but I don't, I don't know that that's correct. So, Phil, maybe download that app. I think you can get a free trial on the app called Picture This. There's also um, a lot of other apps, uh, Google Image, which I don't know exactly how to use. Somebody needs to show me. I better ask one of the kids. Uh, but then there's uh, iNature or iNaturalist, something like that. I see people refer to that. But no, I'm sorry, I don't know. And the other thing that you can do is send this picture to the AgriLife uh, website in your county. Um, like you could do Kamal County or just send it to. And the master gardeners there, somebody's going to know what that is. But I'm sorry, I don't know it right off. Okay, here's another one. Uh, and by the way, if you want to join the show, 512-836-0590, you can call or text. Hi, Cheryl. We have a part shade bed of beauty berries. Love them in the fall with all those electric purple berries. Never know if it's best to cut them to the ground in the spring or just leave them be. Also, how much water do you give yours in summer? Enjoy the show. Thanks. I never really cut mine. Um, and I definitely wouldn't cut it to the ground. I think it would be so slow to come back. And, you know, if you wanted to at the end of winter, you could maybe cut it back 50%. It kind of depends on whether it's problematic, you know, size-wise where you have it. If it's getting in your way and pinching upon a sidewalk or a pathway or something like that. Um, but otherwise, I don't mess with mine. I just leave them alone. But then I've got a real kind of a natural-looking uh, yard. In the summer, in the real hot heat, I water, you know, twice a week. Um, 
they probably don't need it quite that much. But I just want to keep the moisture levels up a little bit. Although I feel terrible doing it because, my gosh, uh, we we just have not had enough rain. Um, so I may cut it back to once a week. When things are wilted in the morning, that's when you really have to water, right? But the beauty berries need the water to make the berries, and I couldn't live without them, frankly. And the birds love them. Okay, let's see here. Our knockout roses have always been really pretty. All of a sudden, the flowers are wilted, even the buds. What's my problem? Um, well, I mean, I'm going to go out on a limb and say it's the heat and the water. Uh, I have, you know, no real knowledge about your conditions at your house. Do you have them well mulched? Are they getting deep enough water? It's much better to water deeply and less often. They're very drought-resistant roses, but it's just really hard on a lot of plants right now. So I would focus on real deep watering and see if that doesn't perk them up. Um, otherwise, the only, that's the only thing I can think of that's making the flowers and even the buds wilt. If you are doing this, deep watering already and this is still happening then i don't know i guess it's possible you could be over watering but I'd, i would need a little more information um uh here's another text recommend picture this yes i did uh that's a good app really good app so okay we have a caller on the line let us go to Fliggerville hello Dana how are you doing hello Cheryl I'm fine how are you good 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 I sent you a, I texted you a picture of two hibiscus blooms one's orange or peachy and the other one's pink the orange one seems to have double leaves double floral and I was wondering if you knew what type of variety that was I really prefer it but I can't find them again oh how pretty I just saw the photos um, yeah I, I don't really know the names of these uh, varieties of, of non-native hibiscus mm -hmm. uh, but they sure are pretty and you prefer the apricot colored one huh the double do, flowering one yeah yeah where do y'all live what part of town? Uh, uh, Blackhawk. Blackhawk. Yeah. Like a, why don't you take it to like some place like McIntyre's? Take these pictures to like McIntyre's in Georgia. Or Green and Growing. Yeah, or Green They're, and Growing. Yeah. They they will okay. probably know, um, but they sure are pretty. Yes. Yes. Okay. Do may I ask you about a geranium? Sure. It was a gift when I got it. It was blooming. It was beautiful, and now it's not. And it's it. I can't get it to bloom again. It's on my back porch. I do get a west sun, but it's not in the direct sun. Um, I'm don't think I'm watering it too much because I don't have. Well, it did lose some leaves. Any suggestions? They you gotta deadhead them to get them okay. to bloom, and they like a lot of sun. Oh, do they? Yeah. Well, 
then I'll just put it back out there. Yeah, okay, see then. if you got a better sunny spot for it and see if that doesn't work and deadhead okay. the old blooms. And it, it should right. bloom right good for you. Excellent. I thank you so much. Yes, ma'am. Thanks for calling KLBJ today. And uh, we're going to break for the news. But if you want to join in, 512-836-0590 is the call or text number. And uh, we welcome your suggestions also about things. So we'll be back in just a minute. Welcome to the Austin Gardener with Cheryl McLaughlin on News Radio KLBJ, 590 AM and 99.7 FM. Okay, we are back. <clears throat> and let's go back to the text here. Here's one. Uh, good morning, love your show. What butterfly attracting plants can I plant this time of year? I had dill and the swallowtails loved it. Kurt in Georgetown. Oh, gosh, Kurt. Well, we just talked about a bunch of them at Hill Country Water Gardens. Um, they love lantanas. They love salvias. They love verbena. Um, they like so many things. Um, there's a, a really good list at wildflower.org. That's Lady Bird Johnson's Wildflower Center. If you go on that website, wildflower.org, and click on native plants and you can scroll down to they have lists of things and they have lists of butterfly plants and oh they have all kind of great lists on there that might be something you could check out uh, but as far as other natives um for fall blooms which is you know a, another important time for monarchs and stuff you got to have evergreen sumac you got to have white mist flower. Oh, that reminds me, Greg's mist flower. It's a, it's a little monster. I mean, it gets big, but it's a low-growing, purple-blooming or lavenderish um, ground cover. If it is blooming, every butterfly in the neighborhood will be on it. So definitely, Kurt, get some Greg's mist flower um, and get that in. You will not believe it. It is just amazing, and it's very drought-resistant. Okay, let's go to the phone lines. Jeff, Southwest Austin. Hey, Jeff, how you doing? Hey, how you doing, young lady? Good, good, good. Um, well, I wanted to ask you, I have some friends that, um, for lack of a better word, they do not have a green thumb because they do not want to do a lot of maintenance. Mm -hmm. So, but uh, they had some some stuff in some pots so they would kind of add a little color to the front and of course they didn't bring it in for the freeze and i kind of suggested when they were talking about redoing these pots was just maybe putting in a knockout rose in one of them mm -hmm. what's your thought yeah they they'll grow great in pots you know assuming it's so, got a you know how big they get so it's got to be a decent yeah. sized pot and you know maybe if it's on casters they could roll it into the garage in the winter if that's possible t for them to do but you know anything in a pot i don't care if it's a you know an oak tree or a or a rose is going to be really vulnerable in a hard freeze in a pot right well that's that's part of what i was trying to explain but i just thought you know for adding color and something that was kind of once they kind of got established if you put the right dirt in there mm -hmm. and uh being able to drain and those type of things that uh that you know they would be green pretty much all year round 
right. you know, they would bloom a little bit, but the pot should help limit how much the it's going to grow if we do some trimming and do some of those type of things. Yeah, I mean, I highly recommend it. You don't get much better of a bloomer than a knockout rose. Okay. You know, and it's, All right. they're well, hardy, so I'd, I'd go for that. Well, let me ask you one other quick thing. Um, I, I'm the guy that's got the shrimp, the, the yellow shrimp plant mm-hmm. that I that I got from uh, Houston. At, will the the little shrimps also, if you kind of stick them in water, will they also kind of uh, start to root? Not the flowers. Okay. Just the stems. Well, I got a little bit of a stem on one of them that <laughs> popped off when I planted it the other day in the in the uh, in my raised bed, and I thought, well, let me stick it in there and just see what would happen. But uh, yeah, if I you got it, if you got a couple of nodes on there, you got to have some nodes, right? Okay, so the roots will come out okay. from that. But yeah, they they root real easily. Just remember, as I've said before, when when you root things in water, the roots are much more delicate than if they're right. rooted in soil. So you just have to be a little bit more careful when you plant them. Okay, great. Well, I, I planted that one in the bed, and I mean, it has just taken off uh, <laughs> so far, and, and, and it's just—it's already got all kinds of new growth on it. And that cool. was just from last week. So, really? Um, well, I—I I docked her up before I put in with you know fish emulsion and some Super Thrive and um, seaweed, molasses, that type of stuff. Mix up a, a bucket of it, a five-gallon bucket, and then I do a soil drench after I get them planted to where. It, gives it something to kind of stimulate it with well that's a good good move right there okay well thanks so much i appreciate it we'll talk soon all right sir thanks for calling bye Bye. let's go to taylor for our next caller hey steve how you doing oh i got to i got to talk to the goddess again how are you i'm glad because i'm in air conditioning so i'm i'm happy camper (laughs) (laughs) i'm not i'm out mulching so Uh uh-oh uh yeah, about that fellow with that knockout rose. I had um, I, I planted mine last year, but in the, I, I, at really super hard freeze, I cut them back to about a foot tall. And this year, they're about six feet tall, about six feet in diameter. Dang! And they're blooming like crazy. I wonder if you're, are you talking about the guy that said his flowers and buds were wilting? Yeah, that. Yeah, I know. I know. What he's doing to them. And, I, I see. I think if you overwater them, that's what his problem probably is. Because I'm speaking, they're gorgeous. I know. I've seen them around, like my neighborhood. They look fantastic. I mean, they went through a little bloom, you know, first flush and then faded, but they come right back. You don't even really have to trim them or anything. They're very. I, tough. I have con- mine are continuously blooming, continuously. I just deadhead them, and they just keep on going. Oh, yeah. Well, if you deadhead them, of course, you're going to get twice as much. That's a the real... The most beautiful plant I have in the yard besides my uh, my cannas. Yeah. <laughs> okay, and my zinnias, too. My zinnias are doing really great. Oh, but, yeah. yeah Tell him that. Yeah, knockout rose, you can't go wrong with them critters as long as you... And if he's cutting something wrong or cutting and using it on his trimmers on other trees... He could be he could be putting a dog on disease in them. Yeah, they're they're very susceptible to yeah. rosette uh, disease, which you know I think yeah. I've mentioned before. A friend of mine lives in a a gated community, and they had planted hundreds of them, and they had to rip every single one of them out because they got that rose rosette disease. Yeah, so contagious. Just please tell your, I'm sorry. Yes, please just tell everybody out there, no matter what you do or how you do it, if you cut something else with that. Trimmer, make sure you clean it really well before you touch that rose tree. Yeah, 
good, good, good advice right there, Steve. All right. I love you, man. I love I'll you, do, too. I'll listen to you more. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Okay, 512-836-0590. Back to the uh, text. Okay, here's one. Uh, Earth Day giveaway. They gave me a dogwood tree seedling about six inches tall six years ago, and it's only about out to my fingertip to elbow tall now. Is this normal? How can I help it other than fertilizer spike and water? Thank you. Uh, P.S. I love dogwoods. Well, dogwoods, it's hard to pull them off here. Um, you, they don't like our alkalinity. So you're basically going to have to uh, try to combat the alkalinity uh, by using, um, probably by keeping it in a container. Uh, when you do water, sometimes you need to, you got to put um, a little vinegar in the water to kind of neutralize the pH uh, dogwoods are native to East Texas, and they love it over there. But here, you hardly ever going to see one thriving uh, in in Austin. But it should be taller than that. My guess is it might have been planted too deep. Uh, that'll stunt them, and they need uh, to be able to. You know, you need to see that root flare at the base of the trunk. And nothing will stun a tree as quick as burying it too deep. So be sure and check that out. And I don't know much else about your uh, situation, like whether it's in a pot or the ground or what have you, but it needs to be mulched, and you need to somehow water it with non-alkaline water. Uh, same texture says, I bought an expensive pink fuchsia hanging pot for the hummingbirds. They totally ignored it. The blossoms were smaller than the fuchsia I'm used to, but it was all I could find after searching. May not have been the correct fuchsia. It's hard to say. Um, it might not have uh, had the nectar that they like. Um, and you have to be, folks, very, very careful when you buy plants, especially from like the big box stores and stuff, that they have not been treated with systemic insecticides. You have to ask questions um, because uh, there are a lot of things that can actually be poisonous if, you know, if, if they've been treated with these systemic um, insecticides. So, all right, let's get that last break out of the way, and then I'll come back and deal with the rest of these texts right after this. Welcome to the Austin Gardener with Cheryl McLaughlin on News Radio KLBJ, 590 AM and 99.7 FM. Okay, we are back. And we still have time if y'all want to call 512-836-0590 or text. I've got several texts here to go through. Um, let's see here. Uh, here's one. I have white impatience in pots and leaves are falling off the stems one plant at a time. I see no insects. I may have three plants in one pot and one plant at a time, one stem at a time, loses its leaves. 25 feet away in another pot, the same thing is happening. Any ideas? Thank you, I really enjoy your show. I wonder if you're not overwatering. 
Um, you don't say anything about your watering schedule. But, yeah, they do enjoy a moist soil, though. I mean, I'm a little bit surprised um, that it might be a watering issue. I mean, I guess it's possible that you're you're not watering them enough. But, you know, their stems, will they'll wilt if they need water. And especially, like I said, if you go out there in the morning and they're wilted, um, that's a really good thing to know. Um you don't want them too wet, though. That's a tricky thing. They want moisture, but they don't need to be super wet. So that hopefully helps you. I would just consider how you're watering and how often. But again, I don't have a, a, a lot of information. Um, any idea where I could find the mature dwarf Japanese yew? Lost one in the big freeze and tired of... The front entry looking lopsided. Thanks. I do not know that. Where you could get a dwarf Japanese yew. Um, I don't know where y'all are, uh, wh where y'all live, but, I mean, you definitely should try uh, places like Leaf Nursery, um, which is on, they've got one on Pond Springs Road and one out south. Um, there's a lot of wholesalers in this town, wholesale nurseries, and you may not have direct access to them, but a lot of times you can order through your local nursery or a landscaper uh, to get this. I mean, obviously, that's what we do all the time, right? We go and buy the plants for our, our clients from these wholesalers, and they may have it, but you just have to ask somebody, um, you know, to get that for you if you're not finding it at a retail level. So, all right, let's go to the phone lines. Susan, how are you doing? I'm doing good. How about yourself? Very well, thank you. Um, someone suggested, I, have a, I had two trees in my well, small courtyards right in front of my front door, and um, one of them just up and died one day. I mean, it was there the night before, and the next day it was dead. So we took it down, and I want to replace it, but I don't want to replace it with the same thing because I just didn't love it. Mm -hmm. And I was thinking about putting in a golden ball red tree. And um, I wonder if you know anything about them and what you I think do. of them. I do. Is it a sunny area? It gets um, really sharp. It, it gets sun from around now on until the end of the day. That should be enough. Um, they do like full sun. I mean, they are disappearing rapidly from the wild um so they're they're a little tricky but my neighbor down the street has one i didn't even plant it somebody else planted it for uh years and years ago but uh it is doing great and it's she sits up on the top of a of a rocky you know hill so uh -huh. i i yeah i think i think it probably worked for you with that amount of hours of sun right. You think so? Mm -hmm. Okay, and um, and where where would I get one? It's going to have to be a na a native uh, or a local nursery. Like uh, you're in North Central Austin, you could check uh, that that nursery over there on Shoal Creek at Hancock. Um, I don't mind driving if you if you think there's yeah, a and you might well, you, and you definitely know you could probably find one at places like the Natural Gardener. 
probably Hill Country Water Gardens. You may want to make a few phone calls first, maybe Barton Springs Nursery. Okay, I'll make phone calls before I go. Have you ever gone to that? I, I get, I'm on the, this is totally different um, question. I can plant it now or should I wait till the fall on the red tree? I should finish that. Um, you can, you could plant it now as long as you can, you know, keep an eye on it and make sure it gets water while it's getting established. Okay. Okay, yeah, it's right by my front door, so I think I can do that. Okay, can I ask a second question? Yeah, go ahead. Okay, so have you ever heard of this nursery in Marble Falls? They have the best um, website person who puts Backbone. great articles on. Backbone. What's it called? Yes, Backbone. Have you, you think they might have it? Yeah. It might be fun trip. I've been out there, and I and I love their newsletter, so I thought maybe I should check it out. Well, I mean, you like I said, you may want to call first. This is an obscure plant. It's not going to be. Everybody's not going to have it. Okay. Um, but uh, but you know, there's they if they don't have it, they might have something else you'd like. Um, well, what else would you suggest in a place where I need a tree that's not too tall, <sighs> not too big? provide some shade for yeah me. let me think here i mean you uh, i don't how tall is too tall um i guess halfway up a second story would be fine or you oh know, gosh you got a lot story. of you could do you know things like flame leaf sumac possum That's hog what i think i have now a sumac but i'm not sure possum hog yopon would be cool um Gosh, there's so many. Uh, you could even do a loquat if you want an evergreen or a, a cherry laurel. Uh, that The standard one would get real big, though. So you got to be careful about that. But anyway, yeah, go on out there, but you might want to call first. But uh, I, I will. I'll call around and see if I can find one. I also thought about putting in an anacacha orchid, but they, orchid, but they don't seem like they get very tall. No, they don't get real tall. Not I, even one story tall. It's no, right? I wouldn't think so at all. Not one story tall. No. So is it mostly an understory tree? It'll grow out in the sun. It's just not a big thing. It's more of a bush. It may, oh. if you're lucky at perfect conditions, it could get 12 feet. Oh, I, I never have perfect conditions. <laughs> I, I have dirt right. and rock and clay. Well, I, I got a that. lot of other uh, calls and, and texts, so if you're okay with it. Thank you, Miss yes. Susan. Good to hear from you. Bye-bye. Okay, Bye-bye. Okay, let's go to... I hear Bo's back on. Uh, by the way, does this... Uh, he sent me a picture of grass. Does this look like take-all? It kind of does. I hate to say that, but it kind of does. But if I were you, I would immediately get a sample off to A&M and there's, download the instructions. Or you can, sometimes you can pick up kits at nurseries. Uh, you want to give them uh, a sample that's like right along the green and the brown. But you need to act quickly. Uh, if, if it's take-all, it'll just spread like crazy. It could also be a number of other things. Um, it could be chinch bugs. It could be grubs. If the runners are dead, then that's likely to be chinch bugs or grubs. If it's not, um, take all. But there's a whole bunch of information about it on A&M's website. So, all right, let's go to Bo and Driftwood. Hey, Bo. Yeah, so I've got a question about Medina products. Yeah. Um, number one, is the soil activator, is that good to use now or is it too hot? 
Yeah, it's probably too hot. Um, I mean, you could probably do it in the evening or something, you know, just as long as it's soaked in good and you're, you're not uh-huh. spraying it on top of, you know, leaves. Uh, but, you right. know, the soil activator are really good for just spiffing up the soil. Um, it's okay. not a fertilizer or anything. Yeah. Same, well, same question for the Medina uh, uh, lawn fertilizer. Can I use that now or should I I would wait? not. I would not. I would wait. Okay. Yeah. It's oh, it's way too yeah. hot. It's just too hot for that. Yeah, it's okay. really too hot. And when it is cooler out, and I uh, can I put soil activator in Medina uh, lawn in the same container and spray at the same time? Yep. No problem. No problem. Mm-hmm. Okay. Thank you, Cheryl. All right, sir. Thanks for your call. Okay. Here's a text. Uh, good morning. Is it okay to trim my live oaks now? If so, do I need to paint cut areas? Thank you. From the bottom of my gardening heart for sharing your wisdom in such an awesome way every Sunday. Well, that was sweet. Uh, yes, trim, no, don't have to paint. Also, could you repeat the flower that absolutely draws butterflies? Greg's mist flower uh, for sure is, is, you know, guaranteed, basically. Uh, what's the name of the natural product that keeps mosquitoes from breeding? That is BT. Uh, Bacillus thuringiensis variety. Uh, I think that's the Israelensis one. Yeah. BT. Yeah, granules or, or donuts that look weird. Okay, see y'all next Sunday. Thank you so much.